I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to The Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor, cookbook author, podcaster, and studying for a master's in nutritional medicine. The Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutrition, healthy living to allow you to live your best life. Remember, you can listen to full-length episodes of the Doctor's Kitchen podcast wherever you listen to pods. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and vegetables per person, two servings per recipe, and all using one pan. Curries, stews, tray bakes, you name it, it's in the cookbook. Breathing itself is quite uh, an incredible activity that has both um, involuntary and voluntary um, control. Um, it's something that's very unique to breathing, and I think um, it's something that a lot of people don't really understand. I mean, we don't really think about our breath as as being a tool at all, but it there is certainly, and I always think this, there is a reason, sounds very Darwinian, but there is a reason why we have developed the way we have. It, there is a reason why we sleep, for example. There is a reason why we have both involuntary and voluntary uh, uh, ability to, to change our breathing. In the same way, we don't have that ability for our heart. We're not as consciously anyway but um why don't we talk a bit about that yeah and you know there's like it's a to simplify one of the laws of nature is if you don't use it you lose it okay right <laughs> so if, they, if we have a function in our body it's because that it serves a purpose like you said you know breathing is I'm pretty sure the only function where that is completely unconscious but then also completely under our control um you know most people have never thought about their breathing their entire life Yet if you, if we, everyone would just take a deep breath in now and just relax out, you can follow along easily. Exactly. Yeah, everyone can do it. I imagine everyone just did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and uh, yeah, so, and that's why it's so interesting and so unique as a tool. Because our breathing is governed by this thing called the autonomic nervous system, um, it's the only part or only function of the of the autonomic nervous system that we do have control over. Mm. Therefore, it's the gateway. It's like the lever that we that allows us to get into there and start to control all the things that this nervous system is responsible for. And as it turns out, it's responsible for some pretty important things. You know, whether it's our endocrine system, cardiovascular system, respiratory systems, um, you name it. There's an element of autonomic uh, activity there. Mm-hmm. So that's why it can be so useful and 
you know, ancient traditions have known this forever, you know, whether they knew that was the reason why, but they've worked it out and have been able to utilize this great tool that everyone has called breathing um, into their practice to improve their, you know, their, their physical, mental and emotional well-being. And it's so nice now that the science, at least in the West, is starting to catch up um and and prove out more okay this is why it works yeah you know science is the language of our times right it's it's what resonates with everybody some people are able to believe in different things without necessary scientific proof but if there's science there it means that all right this is pretty definitive we're pretty on board with this and so it's so nice to see that happening and i want to bring more of that too um into breath work because there are other types of breath work that haven't been haven't uh, had science you know, dive into so much yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found a, a lot of um, interesting articles actually when I was researching for my second book, Eat to Be Illness, because mm-hmm. not only do I go into the food and nutritional science uh, with regard to improving our brain health, our immune health, our, our cardiovascular health, um, I talk about the lifestyle um, sort of additions to that. And time and time again, there's a few practices. Uh, yogic exercises, uh, qigong, like you mentioned, and, and a couple of others, um, but also breathing and stress relieving techniques and mind body interventions, of which those are a couple as well. And there was a paper um, that I think I referenced in the book from uh, two associate clinical psychiatrist professors at Columbia University in New York, and they summarize a lot of the work looking at uh, breath work and why this has almost like pleiotropic effects on so many different issues, whether it be uh, improving your immunity or cardiovascular disease, for example. There's a few things that we do know that happens when we breathe, um, but I think that's distinct for certain types of breathing, and I think we'll get into that in a second. But as a rule of thumb, yes, BDNF is increased, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is uh, a factor that we use, and there's a whole bunch of things that can upregulate BDNF as well as other trophic factors, but that increases neurogenesis, which is the production of new neuronal cells, um, which is obviously important for cognition, protecting against dementia as well and cognitive decline. That happens as we age, as we build up um, oxidative stress in our cells. Um, It improves heart rate variability, which is very topical right now. I think Mm. a lot of people have got hiv monitors i think the apple watch might even have one yeah um, uh, they have an ecg now i think in yeah apple, so, <laughs> they, so they're really yeah, getting yeah. into it yeah i remember getting that actually because at the time i was trying to monitor my own atrial fibrillation episodes and trying to capture the beats and it was very easy for me i just walk into my a e and speak to my consultant <laughs> like could you do an ecg on me um but heart rate variability uh for those of you who don't know it's the variability between each heartbeat um uh, that we experience during the day and and in a stressed state you actually have a uh, lower HRV uh, and an unstressed state as uh, you have a higher uh, HRV. So you have a higher variability, which doesn't sound very intuitive to a lot of people initially. You think, oh, why is, it, why is right? it more variability? Shouldn't it be steady? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Why are you scatterbrained? I like to think of it as like, you know, you're chilled out. You don't really care about how variable you are. You know, you just, whereas if you're, if you're stressed, you're very, you know, to the, I'm tapping on the desk right now. <laughs> the producer's probably looking at me. Um, but you're in that stress state, you're, you've got a, a lower variability and you're very rigid, essentially. Um, and that correlates with a lot of uh, cardiovascular issues as well as mental health issues uh, and a couple other features as well which I, I found absolutely fascinating
I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutrition, medicine, and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. So do go check it out. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and veg per person, two servings per recipe, and all using one pan. Find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen and sign up for recipes every week at thedoctorskitchen.com. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day.